Hello everyone and welcome to On The Line. My name is Addison and I am an aspiring sports broadcaster here in Washington State. On this podcast, I interview D1 bound athletes, collegiate athletes, professional athletes, and those who are a part of different careers in athletics. My goal is to help my guests share their stories of being an athlete as well as their advice to you. Thank you so much for being here. New episodes go live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to On the Line. My name is Addison, and today I'm here with basketball player Tatum Thompson out of Woodville High School here in Washington State. Tatum is a senior and will be going on to Boise State next year to play basketball. So welcome to the podcast, Tatum. Thank you. Well, how was your senior season? How's it going? Uh, it's been going really good. I think we're 21-1, and one, so... The beginning was a rough start with that first loss, but we've been going strong since that. And we actually last night just won the district championship against Lake Stevens. Well, congratulations. And that's pretty crazy that you've won 21 straight games. That's insane. Yeah. (laughs) So Tatum, when does your basketball journey begin? How old were you when you started playing? Um, It was in like kindergarten and so my dad has been playing for forever and so I just grew up with my dad and brother playing and then my mom played like all the sports too but it was mainly my brother and dad so my brother and I would always just be competing and then my dad would just like coach us so so it sounds like basketball was kind of in your blood (laughs) Yeah, yeah was it love at first sight or did it take you a while to find your passion I think it was definitely love at first sight I just Loved being around the ball and the game, and it was just always fun. Now, did you try any other sports? Yeah, I tried almost every sport in elementary school, but basketball was the one. Mm -hmm. Now, thinking back on your basketball journey so far, what year has been your favorite year of basketball? I would say my one of my favorites was definitely sophomore year just because that was when I really started to get going and we made it to the championship game. But I think this year might might pass it, be the best. So what happened between freshman and sophomore year that caused you to have such a great jump in your ability? Um, I did grow a little bit, so I was definitely a part of it, but I just started putting in more work and I just started working harder outside of practice. So obviously you're going to go on to play in college, so you're definitely very talented. So what would you say are some of your strengths on the court or some things that made you stand out to college recruits? Um, I think one of the things might be being able to almost stop on a dime and just pull up for a jump shot because that kind of has gone away. It's more just driving and threes. And so I don't think most people are used to defending someone who just jumps up and shoots it at the around the free throw line. So I think that might be one of my strengths. Absolutely. Well, would you say, or what would you say is something that you are trying to improve on right now? Um, I think it might be my shot selection. Like sometimes I'll overpass the ball 
and where I could have shot it. Mm-hmm. And my coach always tells me to just shoot it instead of passing. So I think it might be my shot selection. For you, statistically, what is a good game for you? Um, always definitely four or more assists. And then a good game with probably a double-double with 10 or more rebounds and 20-plus points. And what do you do when you maybe don't reach that goal that you have um, for you? Because I know sometimes that's hard when it's like, okay, I know I can do X, Y, and Z, but if that doesn't happen, sometimes that can be disappointing. So how do you move on from that? Um, I just tell myself to just move on, like you just said, and then just think about the next game and just help. And during in the game, if I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be a good game for me, I just help like get assists and rebounds and stuff like that if I'm not scoring mm-hmm. and just help the team more. Right. Now, how do you gain an advantage over your opponent? Um, as a team? Yeah. Uh, probably just preparing in practice and watching film and discussing what they do. So how do you watch film? Um, I think everyone has kind of a different strategy. So what are some things that you're looking at when you are watching film? Okay. Yeah. So we, after practice, we'll go down to a room and our coach puts together a whole bunch of clips for the team we're about to play. And we watch them and he just like discusses the things that he thinks that we can like not allow them to do. Like if they have a play that they do, then he'll tell us how to stop it. Right. Now I'm just curious, what does your high school practice schedule look like in season? In season, like mid season, we will go for about two hours. And then at the end of the season, we'll only go for like an hour and then watch film. Mm-hmm. Now, how much practice are you putting in individually? Um, almost every day after practice, I'll shoot for an hour and a half. And do you think that's important for basketball players if they want to continue to the next level to take time on their own to train? Oh, yeah. If you definitely want to get to the next level, you're going to want to put in the extra work because <clears throat> even if the people around you aren't, then and you are, then you're going to already be stepping up over them. Right. Absolutely. Well, what has been your favorite or most memorable win? This season? Um, it can be any season. Um, to narrow it down, it could be this season, though. Okay. Um, it was probably the Kinko Championship against Eastlake. And what made it so memorable? I think it was more the energy and the in the stands because there were so many people watching mm-hmm. and it was super loud and both teams were super ener- energetic. So I think that's what made it the most fun. So I do have a question about spectators. Do you feel as though boys basketball at Winville gets more fans in the stands than girls do. Yeah, I think they definitely do. I think it's just mostly because guys can dunk. But at the beginning of the season, we got a good amount of fans, but then we didn't get as many. So hopefully at State, they they show out. 
So I made sure this year to go to as many girls basketball games as I possibly could for North Creek, because I will always go to the boys games. I'm like, I think it's important to support both the girls and boys teams. And it's still fun to watch. And I was talking to one of my friends in class and I was like, why don't you come to a girls basketball game? And he's like, well, it's just so boring. It's like, they aren't very aggressive. And he was going on and on about why he would only go to boys basketball games. And like, well, have you even tried going to a girls basketball game? And he was like, no. So what can we do to change, I guess, like the environment for girls basketball and get more people to come to the games? Um, I think just talking to people and telling them to just try and come to one game and then just keep encouraging people to come. I think that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. And also like when there are a lot of um, students watching, it makes it makes it even more fun. So I think that if we can get more people to go to the games, they'll realize how fun girls basketball is to watch. Yeah, for sure. Do you feel like, or what is a girls basketball environment like in Washington, Washington state? Um, when it's a good game, it's so much more fun because it's, if it's close to, it's super energetic on the court mm-hmm. and then in the stands and there's just momentum going back and forth and it just makes it super fun. Yeah. Well, have you been at Winville all four years? Yeah, I have. Yeah. So throughout those years, how have you seen the program change? Um, well, actually, before I answer that. My In eighth grade, I played on the North Creek team for like the summer team. Mm-hmm. And my dad lives in the North Creek area and my mom lives in the Woodenville area. So I was actually deciding to go to North Creek. And then last second, yeah. I decided to go to Woodenville. Well, I mean, I selfishly and biasly wish that you went to North Creek because I love North Creek. But um, I definitely think Woodenville has a stronger basketball program. I'm sure everyone has heard in the news what's been going on with uh North Creek, which is quite a shame. Um, I think North Creek's program has suffered a lot because of um, some accusations that have been made about coaches and all that drama. So (laughs) it might be good that you're staying out of all that um, (laughs) drama. But yeah, so how have you seen Woodville's program change throughout your four years? Um, I don't think it's changed a whole lot, but I think like the core of it is the coaches, Scott Bullock and Sam Moscatel. And then of course we have Mel as one of the assistant coaches and they're all just super supportive and do everything to make each player better. And they always just have everyone's back. And so I think that's why it's been so strong. Yeah, so I feel like Woodenville girls basketball has been known to have a strong team and it's been strong for quite a few years. So what has led to that consistent success? Um, I think it's definitely the coaches, but also as a team, we all hang out a lot out of practice and basketball. And so I think just building that chemistry so that there's no drama or stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Absolutely. Now, how do you build a connection with your team? I think it's always hard to do that because you have a mix of so many different personalities and it's hard when you have obviously a big group of girls all together, like not everyone's going to get along, but I feel like that's a really important aspect of success is building that team and building that good culture. So how have you been able to do that? Yeah, 
as the seniors, the three of us will like not force the underclassmen, but almost like tell them that you guys have mm-hmm. to come and hang out so that we can build that chemistry. And then we'll go to someone's house or we'll go out to dinner and we just don't like really judge anyone. We just kind of have fun. Right. Well, I'm really glad that you have been able to do that. And it seems like you are a leader on the team and you and the two other seniors have been able to um, really help build the culture of Woodville. And obviously you've seen that success on the court. So at what moment did you realize that you wanted to play basketball beyond high school? Um, I think it was probably sixth, seventh or eighth grade. And I just... I just kind of went with the went with the flow of going through middle school and high school. And then I was like, oh, I'm getting the opportunity. I'll probably just continue. I never was really like thinking about it every day. Mm-hmm. I just kind of going with the flow. Right. And at what age did colleges start reaching out to you? Um, it was my sophomore year. So I was 15. 15. And what was that like when you realized, hey, I can actually play in college. Like I can go D1. What was that moment like for you? It was super exciting. I was was all over the place. I was so excited. It was just like, it just like reset a whole new journey from in sophomore year. Mm -hmm. And so how would you describe the recruitment process in three words? Fun. Effort and time. So talk about that effort and time aspect, because it's like you you grew up playing basketball as a hobby and now it's like turning into a business and you're already so busy and then you have to communicate with these colleges and it's, it's just a lot to wrap your mind around. So how were you able to stay sane during a process that can be stressful and overwhelming? Uh, it's definitely the coaches. If you have a really supportive group of coaches, it makes it so much easier. Mm-hmm. So talking with your coaches or family and them just like helping push you to keep going. And then it's a lot of effort and time because you have to to set up the calls with the coaches and you have to make sure that you call them at the right time Mm -hmm. because if you miss a call they might take it as like she doesn't want to talk to us anymore and you might lose that opportunity yeah and it sounds pretty stressful to be talking with these coaches and knowing that they could potentially be giving you an opportunity to play at the next level and you don't want to like mess anything up so what advice do you have to athletes who are currently like setting up time to call coaches and talk to them and like how were you able to navigate that um so at first uh my coach told me to just write down like the main ideas that we said just in a little Mm -hmm. notebook so you don't forget what you guys talked about so you don't say the same thing the next time you call and just don't like get super nervous because the coaches are going to be super nice and they're just going to ask you about what you've been doing and your day and just your basketball life. What were some non-negotiables for you? Like when you're looking at all these schools, what were things that made you like, what were some (laughs) turnoffs? 
I didn't really have like a lot of criteria. So there wasn't something that was like, Ooh, I really don't like that. It was more just the relationships that I built with the coaches mm-hmm. that I was what really made me like Boise state. Yeah. So could you talk about that more and why you ended up going with Boise state? Yeah. So it was between four schools and they were all super close, but I think it was just that I built a really strong connection with the coaches and they were super supportive and just that it was closer to home. How are you feeling about taking this next step? I mean, going to college is already nerve wracking enough, but to know that you're going to be playing basketball, are you excited, nervous? How are you feeling about it? Yeah, I'm super excited because I just know that they're going to help me get better as a person and a player. Mm -hmm. Right. And what are you doing now to help prepare yourself? Because I think with with every new level, the game changes a bit. So how are you preparing yourself for the college stage? Um, I'm not really doing a whole lot just because we're in season. But like physically, I'm just like lifting weights and shooting and dribbling and stuff like that. But in season, it's probably not doing as much. Right. Yeah. Well, congratulations, by the way. Um, That's very exciting that you are having this awesome opportunity. And I'm excited to follow on your career and hopefully watch you play some college games. Thank you. Yeah. So what legacy do you hope to leave on Woodenville's basketball program? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, Probably just to inspire the younger girls to... It's kind of cliche, but to follow your dreams and just if you put in the work, it'll it'll pay off. Right. Yeah. And this last question, I feel like kind of goes along with what you were just saying, but take your time. Maybe you can think of something new. But what advice would you give to young basketball players? Mm. If you really want to play at the next level or just get better, you have to put in the time outside of practice and you have to be consistent with it and write down your goals for the season or for the day and just try and follow them. Now, this is a kind of a side note, but you mentioned goal setting. So do you have any goals for the rest of your basketball career? For the, for my whole basketball career? Yes. <laughs> uh, it's definitely to play professionally. Right. And how, like, when you set goals, do you set, like, bigger goals, small goals? Like, what is your process to goal setting? Um, I just set little goals that will build up to a bigger goal. And I think that's, like, the best way to do it because if you're, like, I want to play in the WNBA, like, that can seem, like, almost impossible. But if you, like, you know, you need the building blocks Mm -hmm. to build the castle – And so, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Tatum, for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your Saturday morning to do this. And um, last thing, could you shout out your Instagram so people can go check that out? Yeah, it's Tatum Thompson. Yeah, (laughs) well, it has like the little dot, Mm -hmm. underscore dot. But yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks again. And thank you to everyone listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of On the Line. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I upload a new episode with an inspiring new guest. Make sure to give the podcast a follow. If you're listening using Apple Podcasts, do not forget to rate and comment. You can follow On the Line on Instagram at on underscore the underscore line underscore Addison to stay up to date with the podcast. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.